putting the money on your mortgage is awesome. Finding a better yeah. savings account is awesome. Investing that, that money is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just do something. I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just to peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. I want to read a message that I received and then we can answer it, both of us, collaboratively, individually, however we want to go about it. Okay. So this is the email that I got. Currently, I have a TFSA at Tangerine getting the promotional rate of 5.25. It will be ending soon and likely I will be getting probably about 1%. I need to talk about this and what I should do going forward. But also, my mortgage rate is under 2%, which I know will never be a thing again. I have two years left at this rate. Would it be wise to use any of my extra money to put on my mortgage now that my rate is so low? Mm, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Yes, good, good question. question. Mm -hmm. And the question on lots of people's minds right now, because yeah. she's not the only one with a low interest rate, knowing that that ain't going to continue. You know what? She's not the only one with that low interest rate. She's also not the only one who has savings earning a rate they've never earned in a conventional savings account before Good so point. we are used to earning less than one percent or one percent in mm -hmm. a savings account we're not used to earning 5.25 percent so true so, so true. I feel like she's kind of straddling the fence on these two really great positions to be in one is a low rate environment with her home and the other one is a high rate environment with her short-term saving yeah yeah it's a conundrum and like yeah. you say it's 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 such a shift from like the experience that the adults like, in my age group have ever experienced right if you're like in your 30s 40s maybe even 50s you are exactly in the position that Megan just described. Low mortgage rates, low savings rates. And we're now getting into higher savings rates and higher interest rates. Um, which should be noted that those kind of track together <laughs> mm -hmm. economically. When one goes up, so does the other. So what are you, how are you going to reply to that email? <laughs> Oh, it's so hard. Okay, so it's an interesting concept. I also would be curious to know when she says, um, 
would it be wise to take any extra money I have and throw it at the mortgage? How, how much are we talking? Like what kind of wiggle room do you have in your budget? Because can we take advantage of both? Um, if we can't, and if, you know, budget is tight at the moment, I also feel like there is some strategies for mortgages where it doesn't require you to like do the full prepayment. So most mortgages allow like, what is it? 20% or something you can put down or something, 18 or yeah. So what if we tried to make in 20 24, one extra mortgage payment for the whole year. How would that feel to you? You could do it in a lump sum, maybe with your tax return or with a, maybe you get a Christmas bonus or, or maybe you do, maybe if your mortgage payment is $1,200 a month, maybe you just do a hundred dollars a month for 2024. Like, uh-huh. cause I want to bridge the gap between what, feels comfortable but also what makes the most financial sense totally yeah and yeah and the thing that I like about um also contributing to a savings account like a TFSA or another high interest savings account is that you can always change your mind with that kind of money so Uh you can put money in there for whatever you're saving for maybe it's emergency fund maybe it's something really fun Maybe it's long-term savings like retirement. But if you change your mind, you can always put that money on your mortgage. Yes. But the reverse is not as flexible. The reverse is not, it can be true, but it's not as easy. And so there's just a lot to unpack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, that's brings up something that I'd like to do a future episode on, which is around paying down your mortgage and, or your different payment strategies, because I do not agree with mortgage brokers. And I would love to share my opinion um, on why that is and how I want my clients paying down their mortgage. So we can talk about that in a future episode. Um, But I, when clients bring these questions to me, I mean, well, to start off, disclaimer that I, I don't do financial planning. I don't have an investment license, so I don't give any investment advice. I, But not just because of those two reasons um, do I have this response, but my response is always, what do you want? What are your goals? Um, if they've told me that their number one goal is to buy a house, put their kids in school, retire early, go on some big monumental vacation or do some kind of traveling. If that's what they've told me is their number one priority, I feel like it's my job to help them reach their goals. Um, I don't very often make any of these decisions with a calculator because that's not what they told me that they wanted. Um, So I always go back to like, what are your goals? So my first question for them would be, what is that TFSA for? Was that built with some plan in mind? And is it worth changing that plan, robbing that account in order to, it's like a a reverse, like robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? We think about that um, analogy with debt, 
um, and, you know, like trying to make ends meet, but it is also true with saving and investing and making these bigger Mm -hmm. decisions. Are we taking from, are we robbing one goal in order to achieve another? Um, So Mm -hmm. I always want to know, what was that TFSA for? What are we, what, what bucket are we taking from in order to take advantage of your under 2% mortgage? Cause I agree like less than 2% on your mortgage. That's really exciting to, you know, feel like you're in this window where you can make a big impact on getting your mortgage paid down. So is the mortgage getting paid down the top priority and how does that work with the other priorities and goals? Um, And are we in this 2% window for another 18 months? Like what actual difference is it going to make? If we were Mm -hmm. talking five years and we could take advantage of it for five years, that's a different, that's a different plan than if we're in this low mortgage rate for another six months. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also ask things around, well, why are you going to go down to 1% in your savings account? Because there are many higher savings account rates available right now. So the situation she's looking at is going from 5.2 down to one. Um, That's not her only option for that money. Mm -hmm. It's not a 1% savings account or a under 2% mortgage. There are other options. Yeah. Savings account, if that TFSA is meant for short-term savings, then looking at other savings account options are great. And if it's not meant for short-term savings, then what the heck is it doing in a savings account to begin with? If it's mm-hmm. if that TFSA is ultimately meant for the longer-term stuff, why are we being so ultra-conservative with that money? She mm-hmm. probably might want to be looking at other options. Um, so that's where I would start my conversation if somebody asked me that question. What the heck do you want? What are the options? Um, and how do those, how do the different options impact your goals? Yeah, fair point. And I think sometimes we're busy, we got a lot of moving pieces, we're bombarded with our kids' goals, taking priority mm-hmm. of our own goals. And mm-hmm. Sometimes that question seems simple, like, what do you want? Yeah. And it, if you ask me that today, it might change tomorrow. It might change in a mm-hmm. year. It might, you know. So I think another way to look at that in terms of prioritizing is almost getting out that crystal ball and thinking, okay, Two years is when this mortgage is coming up for renewal. You can tell from your online statement what your balance is supposed to be on that date, on that renewal date. Plug in the numbers and say, okay, if my, if my, the rate I'm offered goes from 2 to 4% in two years, what's my mortgage payment going to be? Does that stress me out? Does that um, seem to my appetite still, like what, how do I feel about that? Uh-huh. Okay. What if it's 8%? Uh-huh. What do I feel now? Like it's one of those things of kind of looking at future Megan and seeing uh-huh. like, okay, future Megan's going to be faced with this. What do you think she's going to think of this 8%? Uh-huh. Is she going to think, Oh, that's not that bad. It's not, you know, I can handle that. Or is she going to think, Oh dear. 
I need to do something today, Megan. So that future Megan is like, Phew, thank goodness she did that. Absolutely. You can do that. And you can do that with the savings too. Yeah. So you can do that with the, that mortgage payment, that tentative one, use 4%, use 8%, could even go 12% because we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then you can also do the same thing with the savings. You could say, if I keep earning 5% in this TFSA and contributing this extra, whatever that number is, this is how much I'm going to have in two years, which I could essentially throw out my mortgage Mm -hmm. if I want to. Mm -hmm. Um, How do I feel about that? Is that a lot of money, not a lot of money? What do I think? And I think that that can sometimes put in real numbers can kind of help you kind of gauge what are your priorities. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just looked up online on my EQ bank. I'm earning 3%. Yeah. And so um, definitely, and they probably have some promo or something, but 3%, I am completely happy earning that. I feel like that's a really good rate. And then if you don't need funds, GIC rates are are really good right now. And yeah. I know if your friend uh, Michelle was listening right now, she'd be slapping me because I think she mm. hates GICs. I think but I like, just got an email from her this week about how much she hates GICs. <laughs> if you guys don't know who we're talking about, that means you just haven't listened to enough uh, of our episodes. We're talking about Michelle Hung, also known as the sassy investor. We'll put her, uh, her stuff in the show notes if you want to check her out. Yeah. And I'll take her episode too, because it was really good when she came onto our podcast. Um, but like a one year GIC right now is 5.75%. A, f- a 15 months GIC is 5.6. Like those are reasonable rates. Absolutely. Yeah. If so if you are sure that yeah. you do not need that money and you are sure that you need that money to be safe and secure love a GIC in that environment, in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The robo-advisors are also offering savings at 4.5 right now. Oh, okay. Um, That is, it's not a guaranteed rate. It will track with interest rates. So interest rate, if they go up, um, you're the interest rate that you're being offered will go up. And if they go down, they will go down. It's not like these locked in promo rates that we see from, um, you know, the brick and mortar banks. Um, But uh, yeah, like um, Modern Advisor, for example, um, and Well Simple and like these other robo advisors out there um, do have some good savings options and interest rates right now. Um, And I was thinking the more that you talked, which actually, side note, I want to highlight how important these kinds of conversations and doing some brainstorming and some thinking makes a difference. Um, that we're not always looking for like the quick answer. And so if you don't have a quick answer, if you're in a scenario like this, like welcome to the club, there's lots of different routes to your destination. And sometimes you need to talk it out. Sometimes you need to um, calculate it out. Sometimes you need to think about it and ask others opinions. Um, So as you were talking, I, I had another, I thought that was, you know, if, if somebody told me that they had a full savings account, that they've got, 80,000 plus and it's sitting in, um, in a, a savings account 
and that their mortgage would allow them to put it all down, that Mm. would make a massive difference, right? Like I live in a world where a $700,000 mortgage is commonplace. That's, um, that's super normal here. Um, and so $700,000 at 7% is a lot of interest dollars. If I was talking to somebody like that, um, then getting some principal paid down on the mortgage is going to have a big impact. Um, Mm -hmm. So the numbers also matter. And if, you know, if I was talking to somebody who said, I'm going to deplete my $80,000 TFSA, I'm allowed to put it all on my under 2% mortgage, I have a $700,000 mortgage, and I can create a strategy that I can follow with to rebuild the savings account balance um, to uh, like make sure that that whatever that account was for isn't completely being robbed. Um, Like those scenarios, like, man, putting the money in your mortgage is a pretty cool opportunity that, you know, this little window that somebody might have that they might not have again for, well, ever, maybe, who knows if another 2% mortgage is ever going to be a thing in our lifetime. We have no idea. Yeah. Okay, well, it looks like there's a lot of different ways to think about it. I always like to remind people as well about the difference between your capacity for risk and your appetite for risk. Mm. Um, So just remembering that you might think that you're fine to just ignore interest rates and and not to fear Mongol around it. Mm-hmm. But you need to be real about your capacity. So that's mm-hmm. your appetite talking and your real cash flow limits should be cons- a big consideration here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. knowing both sides is really important um, so that you don't let one of them bear the brunt of the decision you Mm -hmm. consider both your appetite as well as your capacity Mm -hmm. yeah I would also just wrap up with you know reminding people like it's okay to to ask questions and to think about things um and what we what we don't want is to stay in that analysis paralysis while opportunities are passing us by um so coming back to the concept of do something yeah putting the money on your mortgage is awesome Finding a better yeah. savings account is awesome. Investing that, that money is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just do something, right? Like ask the questions, think about it, do a little bit of research and then go for it. And yes. any decision you make is going to be better than where you're currently at. Yeah. And I love the idea of just talking to other people who you feel like have made really good choices in their life because I feel like in terms of financial strategies, some people have just done things by accident. Mm-hmm. They have just happened to them. And totally. so if you talk to them, they'll tell you what worked and what didn't. And maybe you have some value to add to their life as well in a different way. And I think mm-hmm. that by not talking about it, we're doing everybody a disservice. Like totally. even I didn't realize that making one mortgage payment a year 
can take you from a 25-year mortgage to a 17-year mortgage. Uh I had no idea. And so now I just remind everybody, if you can make a couple extra mortgage payments throughout the year, you're going to be laughing. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.